Okay, welcome back. Welcome back to reality. Okay, start over. Welcome back. Keep that in. <laughs> That's the best intro we've had in a while. Three, two. <laughs> now Judy's frozen. Oh, yeah, I see it. She's frozen. Crap. I frozen? Oh, you were. Oh, yeah, you're frozen. Frozen on and off. Okay. Okay, welcome back to Reality Check Chat. It's been too long. We've missed you all. And we keep freezing here, so we, we may never be able to get this done. I don't know. But we did want to remind you that we are the Independent Democratic Women of Susquehanna County, are our sponsors. And we would love to have other sponsors, but, you know, I don't know if anybody's out there listening would like to sponsor us. That'd be great. I'm here, Barbara Scott. And I'm Judy Herschel coming actually live from Harrisburg here for work. So I'm sitting here with my friends a couple hundred miles away. Glad to be back in the swing of things. So Judy, why are you in Harrisburg? I'm attending a conference. For those that don't know and don't listen often, I am a Susquehanna County Commissioner. So I have to to come to Harrisburg often for conferences, meetings, and things like that. So it's, it's customary. Just a long ride. I just got here and I'm leaving tomorrow. Okay. And I'm Liz Kearney from my living room in rural Susquehanna County. Thank you for putting that in there. I think we've decided to not plan that much in advance for this podcast and just go with it. And Liz, you wanted to talk about the red wave. I'm going to put that in quotes, but they're air quotes so no one could see them. So right. what did you, what did yeah. you say about well, this, the red wave? It was this so-called red wave. I'm frustrated seeing all these stories in the in the media saying, oh, we're, the Democrats are at risk of losing the House. They might lose the Senate. And that's not my feeling at all. The groundswell feels solid, especially after the uh, disastrous row overturning with the Supreme Court. The groundswell feels pretty blue to me, even here in very red part of North northern Pennsylvania. I, I don't see it. Yeah. And I have a theory. This, this is a very yeah. random theory about why the media does this. Have I shared this before? My theory is that it takes a couple of brain cells to be a journalist and smart people tend to be more liberal. I think at least educated people. Right. And I, I, I know this is, this is not absolute, but again, think if you've got a few brain cells rubbed together to be a journalist, you may tend to be more liberal than conservative. And I think in trying to overcome their own inherent bias, the, the mainstream, you know, the liberal air quote media swings too far the other way to prove that they're not the liberal media. Absolutely. And I listen to Pod Save America and they agree with you on this one. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they do. And I I think there's a a lot to that. And also, now that the Democrats are in power, they tend to want to give the Republicans a break for some odd reason. But I am reading things about, oh, maybe we're a little bit wrong about the Senate. But of course, the House is a no brainer. And I agree with you, Liz. It's just so frustrating to already have the election over with and it hasn't happened yet. And what I keep thinking, you know, you always see it and lately, John Fetterman, he won his election for mayor in Brad, what's that county? Was he from Braddock. Bradford? Braddock. Braddock. He won his election by one vote. Mm-hmm. And we need to remind people that these elections can be close. So every vote really does matter. Mm-hmm. And another point I wanted to tie in with that, I was thinking of that, the women's uprising in Iran. Oh, yeah. About, I mean, these women are risking their lives to be out protesting, taking their headscarves off. If they can do that, the least, the very least we can do 
is get out the door and vote. Absolutely. Right. right. So, and Judy was going to talk about globally what's going on. Yeah. Or you wanted to yeah, comment. on? Yeah, that. there's a lot going on, but I did want to comment on, on the propaganda and, and how they skew things in the media, like you were talking about, because there, there is a psychology behind it. You, know, you tell people something enough and they don't do their own research. It's what propaganda is. They, they start to believe it. But I have to actually 100% agree with you, Liz, is I'm not seeing it. We're considered where we live one of the reddest counties, one of the reddest areas. And I talk to politicians. I talk to Republicans from every spectrum of the Republican Party. And overwhelmingly, and I'm not saying it's all of them, but I am going to go out on a limb and, and say that it's at least half, maybe the majority. And I'm talking about people who are established in, in the Republican Party, who are elected officials in other rural communities throughout Pennsylvania that are our county too. They are not satisfied with the candidates for either Senate or for Congress. And they're going to vote for the Democratic candidates because of it. Are so they going to vote for the Democratic candidates or are they going to vote for Shapiro? They are going for they are going to vote for Shapiro and they are going to vote for Fetterman. And Everything Fetterman. else, they'll probably do a straight ticket Republican. But they understand that these are not individuals that they want in power. And several of them have reached out to me asking to speak to their camps because they had some questions because they wanted to take that information to their friends. Now, it's nothing that they would ever they would never come out public. You know, they've said that. Unfortunately, the Republican Party can be very ruthless if you go against them and you're part of that establishment. So a lot of it's behind the scenes. But this has been going on for months. A lot of people have approached me. So I'm not seeing it either. But there are a lot of very uninformed individuals that vote Republican but aren't part of the Republican establishment. These are the most ill-informed people, you know, the ones that believe things off of Facebook. They're the ones that I'm really, really concerned about. But we have to remember, too, that the polls over the last several campaigns have been way off, way off. So we can really only go by what we see. And where we're at, I think, because we are living in an area that is very, normally very red, and what we're seeing, I'm hoping that that's just a small little example of what we're going to see across this country right now. I'm hopeful. Well, Liz mentioned Roe. I personally believe that without that Supreme Court decision overturning Roe versus Wade, the Democrats would be in very bad shape at this point. I think so, too. Um, That's the reason they're giving me as to why the threat to abortion and all the limits that they give to abortion. Those are the reasons why they the overwhelmingly why they do not want to vote for Mastriano in particular. Right. Mastriano has said he would charge women with murder for uh, having an abortion. I saw a funny thing on Twitter today. Like, apparently the Mastriano camp is telling people that Josh Shapiro is paying people. So it looks like more support than he has. So I'm kind of mad that I've, I've not gotten my check yet. I've been supporting Josh Shapiro for free all this time. Right. I'm like, where do I sign up for this? I didn't get my check either. <laughs> yeah, I think they're grasping. They're getting kind of desperate and trying to con convince people that, oh, all the support's all paid for. No, wrong. <laughs> anyway. It's just frustrating the things that they resort to. It's just frustrating. If you look at the facts, you know, yes, we have our challenges. Yeah, yes, life is kind of tough right now. But Biden has done a lot of really good things lately. You know, I wrote a really quick list if we can remind people. We've got 
the climate bill. We've got the gun safety bill. We have the bill to reduce inflation and drive down prescription costs. We have the largest investment recently in domestic computer chips and semiconductors. We were falling very behind in technology. Now we're catching up with the other countries. We have the largest bill designed to aid and provide treatment to veterans who were exposed to toxins and to burn pits. Gas is going down. So much is happening right now. He nearly, I think he did nearly a hundred federal judges since he's been in there. So a lot of really good things. And even Democrats aren't seeing that all the time either. You know, so we really need to be informed and look at the facts and put all these mis- misconceptions behind and look at actually what's, what's happening, which, which is actually quite a bit. Oh, I was thinking about, um, speaking of the, the gasoline prices, all the Republicans who blamed Biden for the rising gas prices, have you heard any of them thanking him for getting the gas prices lowered, right? Because, you know, of course, how the president does not control the price of gas. We know that. Right. But I heard I heard so much blame for Biden causing the price of gas to go up. I've not heard a single thank you yet for getting gas down to under $4 a gallon recently. And an interesting thing is that Ron DeSantis, who when he was in Congress, which infuriated me, I remember at the time, mm-hmm. voted against, he was a freshman congressman, voted against giving aid to victims of Hurricane Sandy because it was New York City, you know, and mm-hmm. New York. And even Republican congressmen from Long Island and probably Staten Island were, what? We give all this money to the South when something happens and you're not going to give. And they come up here and and including you and try to get money for your candidacies, you know, to campaign on from Republicans in, in New York. And yet they weren't they weren't willing to. And now he's like this. I'm putting my fingers close together with Biden about Ian and all the damage. And he's putting politics above. This is not a time to talk about politics. <laughs> this, is a bunch of hypocrites. this is what a bunch of hypocrites. I mean, ha- did Biden you know, Biden never said, well, maybe if it hits really hard, I'll work to get you some aid. No, he's right there with him. And this is a governor who called the president of the United States Brandon all the time. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And now he wants aid so that he can show that he's working for the people of Florida. And they show up for every ribbon cutting. I think that we need to protest in every single ribbon cutting where Republicans stand there and shakes hands for all the things they did not, they voted against, you know, the infrastructure bill and the, like you said- Ted Cruz the, with the bridges and stuff. The bridges yep. and the fire stations and all those things getting built and these, pardon my, uh, I'll control my language, these bad men show up. <laughs> and expect it to be, be in the photograph with the ribbon cutting. I think that is such BS. That just chaps my butt to see them yeah. do that. Yeah. We just have to keep calling them out on it, Liz. Yeah, absolutely. So hypocritical. And mm-hmm. reminding our community members and everyone where that money came from. We have to, we have to keep educating mm-hmm. people. Right. right. Yep. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've been surprised about, and I want to get to my issues, which we haven't yet, that the Republicans locally, unless you know differently, Judy, I mean, I don't know why I say this, because I don't know what Republicans are thinking or talking about or doing, but I haven't, and I don't have a TV, so I don't know what the ads are saying, but I haven't read, let's put it that way, in my publications, any kind of, which I'm glad about, any kind of attacks on Oz for being a secular Muslim, he says he's secular Muslim, 
and for being for having dual citizenship uh, between the United States and Turkey. I think he should give up his Turkey um, citizenship. Any any vibes about that? Any here? Anybody? No. Anybody hearing anything about that? Not a not a word. The only ads that I've seen that somewhat relate to that is Fetterman came out with ads about how many houses he owned. Oh yeah, yeah. Houses That's Turkey. different. There's not been any mention of him being Muslim about his relig- his religion whatsoever, his culture or whatsoever. his you know, and I think that's good, but I'm wondering if the shoe had been on the other foot. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah. Let's just think about that for a second. But they don't like him. I hear a lot about their frustration because of his relationship with Oprah. Many of them think that he's a black a, woman. Yep. A black oh. woman. Well, they don't like that. Yeah. They think, he's a, they think he's a plant. They think that this is all a publicity stunt. Oh, good. But, so they won't but, vote but, for him. Or they won't show up and vote at all. You know, Which that's, would be even better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. hope I'm right, but this is yeah. overwhelmingly what I'm seeing. And I don't see nearly as many yard signs as I normally do this time of year either. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but I New York now, the PBS gives, you know, the news of Pennsylvania. And they said that 20% of some place said that the top topic for them in terms of voting was the row issue of overturning Roe versus Wade in terms of they haven't decided on their candidate because they're upset that Roe was overturned. It was some county, it was some county in Pennsylvania or some area in Pennsylvania. I, I was actually surprised by the number of Republicans that were, were rather upset about how that's gone. Well, there were, and I, and there probably still are closet, um, because uh, some reached out to me when I was forming the women, this women's group. Um, I'm pro-choice. Can I be a part of your organization? I said, no, it's it's not really for Republicans that are pro-choice because that's not the only issue. Speaking of which, I wanted to talk about how all of these states are run by Republican men that are banning abortion and don't even know how a woman's body works or anything and are creating such havoc. This couple in, maybe you read about them, she's in her 20s. They want to be parents. She cannot uh, conceive the regular way. Mm-hmm. And so they took some of her eggs and they were going for IVF. And so she asked her Congress person in Tennessee, and he said, IVF docs can be prosecuted under the abortion ban for murder. And she can be if the procedure, I guess for this kind of procedure, which I've heard from friends, not from personal experience, you know, they take a lot of eggs, but they don't use a lot of eggs because who wants to have 20? And they're not all going to connect, but, you know, who wants 20 kids? And so they can't destroy, according to this guy, they can't destroy those eggs because that would be those extra eggs. That would be murder. This is a law in Tennessee and elsewhere where they're not even thinking. They're not thinking about the ramifications So this couple has to go out of state, try it, the expense, the insane, or or they're thinking of moving out of Tennessee. And then you have the people who find out that their child had, I can't, I can't remember the, what it is. Oh, they didn't have a diaphragm. The fetus didn't have a diaphragm. So it wasn't going to be viable. It was going to, if it lived, it would be, you know, hours, maybe days, possibly days. Uh, Mm -hmm. What kind of life would those days be? 
you know, horrible. And of course, this woman lives in a state where she can't get an abortion because I don't know, there's a heartbeat or some crap and mm -hmm. supposedly, supposedly a heartbeat. And they didn't find out about this for weeks. This is, this is the baby they wanted. They didn't find out for weeks. When they finally found out, they had to go out of state, figure out where they could go, and because they might be uh, tried for murder. This is 2022. I just, I just, you know, I'm just like, mm -hmm. I don't understand how, particularly with Lindsey Graham. You know, let's take. I, I never liked the dude. I think he's a hypocrite. He's a he's a horrible, horrible human being. But one week he's saying one thing, the next week he's proposing this bill um, from a federal level. Is it? Is it the money that they're receiving from cer certain religious groups? Is it, it can't be because the Republican Party, because the Republican Party really is split behind the scenes, or maybe they don't realize that. I don't understand it either, Barb. I just don't get it. The backlash that's happening, do, does even, do evangelical Christians have that much of a power on our government? And, and listen, I'm a Christian. I attend church every Sunday. There is a difference between my kind of Christian and and the right wing evangelical that that is very dangerous. That is well, there that is nothing like what I and, and the people that I go to church and believe. So I don't understand the premise behind it because it certainly isn't out of respect for life. We know that. Look how they have treated legislation as it you know, has to do with families and babies and immigrants. And, and oh my God, they were in uproar when we were sending formula to the babies during the shortage at the border. Let them die. Let them die. Yeah, that's okay um, because those people aren't part of their life. They don't understand because they haven't been involved with people of different cultures. That's the only thing I can think of. It's like the Martha's Vineyard story. Yes. DeSantis thought he was going to be putting it to Massachusetts to Mar and they came out and you know they're kissing they're blowing kisses to the migrants when they leave on the bus with all the just stuff have you got enough stuff for Martha's Vineyard's people the, the migrants were lucky I think that they got that trip I mean it's cold mm -hmm. and they're from a warm country that's the only thing mm -hmm. I can think of but getting back to my Arkansas couple who had to go out of state because of the situation with her fetus not having a diaphragm because that protects your organs it holds them up I mean anyway I didn't want to go into that but she says Chelsea is her name. Who do you ask questions to? I mean, if you can't trust the person that is literally in charge of your health, your life, Chelsea added, and I asked questions, but my doctor could only sort of phrase it certain ways or say certain things and sort of hint at other things so that she didn't get in trouble and have to hire lawyers. What happened to the Republican Party being the one that didn't want government intrusion into our personal lives? What happened well, to that? Repo those Republicans into men's personal lives. Oh, right. Yeah. Got it. Right. Or into white men's personal lives. Exactly. Because mm -hmm. I was thinking about your example of like the infant who who would be born without a diaphragm, but would live maybe a couple of days. I'm thinking some parents want that to have that baby for a few days, whatever life that baby would have. They want that baby to know love while it lived. And other people don't want to subject that baby to that kind of torture. So to me, the point is, let the family and their doctors decide. Why can't the laws just be left alone to let people make their own decisions? That used to be, you know, the basic format or the, the bedrock of the Republican Party to leave people the hell alone, right? Yeah. And it's where did, where did that go? 
Yeah, I don't know because, yeah. well, where we just said, I mean, doctors can't give the care that they were trained to give. Right. They can't give the care to their patients. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would, I would be in that situation. I can't imagine. That's terrifying because birth is a dangerous thing. Giving birth is scary and dangerous, right, Judy? Oh, it's, oh my God. Yeah. I don't want to say horrible, but (laughs) for a few minutes, at least quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's dangerous. And you want someone that can, that is there in in this stage, that's going to make sure it goes okay. And so does the father and, and, you know, and the infant deserves that. The infant also deserves not to have to grow up with parents or parent that don't want them or that's like 13. Right. And I've said this before, I don't think people realize how many women that they know have had abortions. And women don't go around telling people they have had abortions, but I know a lot of women that have had abortions. And Did you see the statistic is one in four. It's one in four. One in four. One in four women. That's a lot of women. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of stories. That's a lot of very difficult decisions. That's a lot of, it's nobody else's business. And it's right. not as. And let's go back to the discussion of women's health, because it's not only women who um, are talking about abortions. Other health care is being hurt by these laws. Mm-hmm. I mean, the medication that with another medication is a medical abortion. That one medication is also used for the morning after r- pill. No, the- rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, it- right. I'll get it, but I probably won't be able to pronounce it right. Anyway, I read about some patients who have been taking it for years for their arthritis. They went to their pharmacy to get one one person they talked about went to her pharmacy to get her regular prescription refilled. The pharmacist was afraid to refill it. And she said, what are you talking about? He said, are you pregnant? And she said, that's none of your business. And he said, talking about, you know, rights to information. And so she had to get a note from her doctor that said, this is not for a pregnant woman. This woman has <gasps> taken it it's for, you know, her rheumatoid arthritis. What is it called, Judy? Methotrexate. And there's also drugs used for that too, that treat cancer, cancer. arthritis and ulcers. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and I think that that alone isn't going to abort a fetus. I think it has to have the other pill too. I'm not sure. But I I think you're right. These people couldn't get the medication that they needed. So it affected their health as well. That's healthcare. I just don't understand it. Yeah. Lymphoma, leukemia, breast cancer, and lung cancer. Hmm. That's the uterus police. What the hell? Mm -hmm. It's like the morality police. It's just like the the headscarf police (laughs) in Iran. Yeah, they are. And it's a slippery slope, too, because it doesn't stop there. Mm -hmm. You know, could we deal with this if this is where it ended? Probably not. But we continue to advocate. But we have all these other things on the horizon that if things don't change and we don't win these elections, you know, whether it's gay rights, birth control, it continues to, to go and get worse. You know, I want you, you guys and everybody listening, when, when we get off, I want you to go and take a look at or do a Google search of what women dressed like and looked like in 
I ran in the 1970s. And that will give you a very good idea. I don't have to go and look. Oh, you know. Yeah. But a lot of people may not know that. I don't think I realized it. What about Afghanistan during the time when there were females in the in the legislature in Afghanistan? Mm -hmm. For like 20 years before the Taliban, before the first Taliban takeover. There are a lot of countries over the last couple of generations, even over over the last couple of years, have really started to slip and and lose their democracy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you wanted to comment any more on that. The point that I wanted to bring up tonight, I've been very involved, like you guys, in paying attention to what's going on here. And almost overwhelmingly, we're involved in a lot of the the state and and national elections. Mm -hmm we're all very involved politically and and I really haven't been paying attention to what's going on in the world. And my husband mentioned to me the night before last about the new prime minister in Italy. And, and I didn't know what he was talking about. It took me a second because I wasn't paying attention. And um, so I admit it. So if I'm not paying attention, there's a lot of people that don't know what's going on. But just recently, and there's a lot of things going on in the world. I think that made me realize, okay, we really need to pay attention because not only are things happening here, there's a lot of really big, bad things happening. And, and that doesn't just affect us politically. It affects us economically. And, and if the world is a mess also, that has a whole other layer of, of a threat to us, right? So, mm-hmm. so you, you take well, let's a look. not go that far that the world is a mess. I mean, part, part of it is, but I'm I'm getting I'm getting pretty concerned. You know, I always have hope. That's why we do what we need to do. Italy just elected their first female prime minister. Some people are calling her a fascist. Um, she calls herself a nationalist, but she is very, 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 very open about her opinions regarding um, being anti-immigrant, being anti-different culture, being anti-LGBTQ, being, you know, there's, there's this overwhelming feeling in Italy to return back to the way it used to be. That sounds a lot like Trump. Let's go back to when, you know, men were out working and women were home with their babies. That's how, you know, 50s, that was the, the time that what things were wonderful. It almost reminds you of that. They're, they're trying to make it skew and look like it's being nostalgic when all it really is, is they, they don't want anybody different there and they want things to stay the same, but that's at a cost. That's at other people being discriminated against. So that's very scary right now. And I can't go any further without mentioning what's going on in Russia. What were you saying? Well, I just wanted to point out that the French election over the summer, where the also the female right winger, she did not win the election. So Maybe that's that's a positive. I I don't know. That's a positive thing. That's a very Um, positive thing. Then we have what's going on in Russia. We don't know where that's going to go. He's threatening nuclear bombs at this point. Um, He's losing. He's losing. And people are leaving. I I believe the most recent number is 10,000 people leaving a day. He's going to, um, he's trying to pull the reserves into the war and do a draft of the, of young men. Um, That's not going so well. So that's alarming. Did you hear that what he did? He, he got mad at his security people or whatever and said they weren't doing it right. Anybody that was drafted that was not supposed to be drafted, we need to fix that because anybody with more than three children or over the age draft age, he went back on all these things. Well, he didn't go back. I guess he never mm-hmm. said them, but they were drafting everybody and their brother that was poor, I guess. And so he's pretending that he cares about them and that he's going to stop that from happening. So there will be a lot of deferments given. <laughs> I love that. 
<laughs> let's mention that what's going, we mentioned a little bit earlier about Iran, but let's mention it a little bit more. I mean, are these, are the demonstrations still going on? I understood that women were pulling off their burqas and their headscarves because of the death of this young woman at the hands of the morality guards. I'm not sure. I, I know they're still protesting, but I'm not sure the Iranian government is going to make any changes. I don't think so. I heard some NPR. They said an NPR correspondent said one of the ministers of Iran was just sort of backtracking. Says, oh, "This isn't a big deal." We, you know, but they've it's such a not big deal. They shut down the internet, mm-hmm. so news couldn't get out, and also news couldn't get in. Yeah, but they're still getting stuff. Supposedly. Yeah, but I understand that they're still protesting. There's still uh, harsh, harsh, you know, ramifications for protesters. I forget how many people have lost their lives either in the protesting or being in the, the arrests are still being made, but they're still out there. That's why I said earlier that if they can do that, we can get off our bus and freaking vote. Absolutely. November. And also, the, I think there are a lot of, I just read today, a lot of protests in Russia as well. Yeah. And of course, they're protesting probably the draft and not the fact that their country went into another co- <laughs> sovereign country, mm-hmm. <laughs> killed a bunch of people and bombed a bunch of cities. But uh, even so, I guess it's 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 kind of a start, but it's, mm-hmm. it's upsetting. Oh, now it's going to hit us. So we're all of a sudden. And did you see the New York Times had the recordings of some of the soldiers that had called home during the um, the battle for Kiev that the, the Russians lost. Oh, yeah. Putin's a, a jerk. He's he's so stupid. And just all this stuff about you don't understand telling their partners and their parent and their mom, mom, you don't understand. This mm-hmm. is their country. They were living their regular lives. And we came and, you know, we're and they told us to execute everybody we saw just all these conversations that they they mm-hmm. used their cell phones which they must have stopped because it, this was all from earlier when they were in Bucha and stuff mm-hmm. yeah you wonder how this is going to end and hopefully it has a happy ending it's just right. crazy times but there, there's protests also i think in france right now big protests over inflation mm-hmm. a lot going on i think also africa is going through some famines because of the droughts there's a lot going on in the world right now and and there's flooding in Florida and there's, and there's flooding in Florida and hurricane. Oh, so I think just raised their interest rate the eleventh time. They're they're financially an absolute mess. Um, and there's another Margaret Thatcher in Great Britain. Yeah, yeah. Are, yeah. <laughs> it's frightening. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is. And it I is. don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I don't. Well, you're being that way. No, I am. I know I am. But, you know, sometimes I have to take a break from the news because it does get overwhelming. But but I think that's almost how a lot of people feel, Barb, is because it's overwhelming and we feel it's so negative. And so uh, nobody nobody wants to see it. So when we don't see it, then we don't know what's going on. And I, I think it's a matter of we have to look at it. We have to. And I don't know the solution to any of these things. If anything, it, mo- it should motivate us to want better and to want more. Well, we just want to talk about it and make sure that everybody's aware, cognizant of what's going on. And before we quit, I want to concur with Liz and Judy that not only because of Roe, but because of a lot of things, we have to get out and vote. Democrats have to get out and vote. And as the Supreme Alito, I think, believe he said it, you have the vote. So if you don't like what he did, then vote. President Biden said, give me one more senator. Hello, Senator Fetterman. Oh, I like the sound of that. (laughs) And 
<laughs> I will codify road. I will get road codified. So of course, that's if he keeps all the senators he's got and he gets one more. So anyway, let's fingers crossed that we don't elect any of the horrible senators that are running. They're election deniers. They're anti-women. They're just really bad candidates. And if they get in, then I give up. We're moving. Did you want to say something, Liz, or you were just fingers? No, I have a I have a lighthearted thing to wrap up my part of the the show with. Good. You know, I I was in Yellowstone National Park a few weeks ago, briefly. We were at the Lake Yellowstone Hotel, and I walk up to the front desk to ask the girl, a young woman there, if she had like a funny tourist question. I always walk by and say, "Hey, what's the funny thing you've heard today?" And her name tag has they all have their name and their state on their name tag, and she's from Pennsylvania. And I had me wearing my John Fetterman T-shirt. Oh. And she says, hey, I'm from Pennsylvania, too. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like school, are you going to vote? She goes, yeah, I went to high school with John Fetterman. And I'm like, what are the odds of that? In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. That was great. That is great. And, and another upbeat thing is we did have our s'mores uh, party, outdoor fire party, which was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah. Pizza and s'mores. And so we'll have to do that again soon. Absolutely. In the meantime, we want to make sure we'll hopefully we'll have at least one more podcast before the elections, but vote early if you can, which you can, you don't need an excuse to vote by mail. You can apply online for the mail-in ballot, or you can vote in person on November 8th for Democrats. If you're not voting for Democrats, please do not show up. <laughs> and, and take your friends with you who agree with you. Take your like-minded right. friends to the poll. Not your, not your unlike-minded friends. Right. Take your like-minded friends to the poll. Exactly. And once again, we are from rural Susquehanna County, Pennsylvania. We have assistance from Amanda Cook, Carl Hagstrom, who wrote our theme music, and the three of us. So we'll see you next time. See you next time, everyone. See ya. Good job, guys. Have a great night. <laughs>